My name is Trifosa. I'm one of the teachers here at the Crossroad program. Today, we are going to learn and recap about what we have learned for the past two weeks about the Queen Esther, about Mordecai, as well as King Xerxes and the Birdman with the mean heart, Haman. So do me a favor back at home. Whenever I mention the name Herman, just boo for me, okay? Boo. And whenever I mention Esther or Mordecai, you can cheer, okay? So just help me with the cheering, all right? Awesome. So let's just recap quickly what we have learned for the past two weeks. So um, Haman, or let's say Esther firstly, is a Jew who was made queen of Persia. And then there's the mean man, Haman. I know you're booing there big at home. He had plotted and he came up with a law, as you can see with the scroll here, to kill the Jews. Imagine. And then there was the uncle of Queen Esther who pleaded with her to go and speak to the king and ask for mercy to spare the lives of her people. So our lovely, beautiful queen, hosted two banquets. Then he invited King Sexus, who is this tall gentleman over here. <laughs> and he also invited Haman, remember? Then he invited them so that she can be able to plead with them and so that they can spare the lives of her people, the Jews. In the meanwhile, Haman, he actually went and, and built a tall pole. That pole was meant to kill Mordecai, who is the uncle of Queen Esther. And when the king heard of that, he was furious. And then he ordered that this pole be used to kill Mordecai. So this week's lesson, we are going to learn about what happens further on after the death of Haman. And let me tell you, friends, there is a celebration in the end. Yes, we do a celebration to celebrate something and be happy, sort of like a happy event. And we can look at it uh, when we host somebody's uh, birthday celebration or a wedding celebration or even when your favorite team scores a goal, then you do celebrate, don't you? Yeah, all right. I do too. I'll tell you. So um, that's what's going to happen. That is what we are going to learn. How do we get to the celebration? Then after Haman passed on, as we continue reading in our chapter 8 book of, of, of Esther, Haman passed on and Esther, Queen Esther, the king Xerxes gave Queen Esther the properties or the belongings that belonged to Haman, all, all, all of them to Esther. And then Esther, what she did is she also told the king that Mordecai is actually her uncle. To our surprise, the king welcomed Mordecai into the king's um, household and then everything, all the properties or all the belongings of uh, Haman was given over or handed over to Mordecai to look after. And, and he was also given what we call a king's singlet signature ring. We'll see what role it will play this ring over, over time as we go further in our story. So what happens next is something that we do not even think about. As we were celebrating that Herman, remember, 
was killed at the pole, but something remained. Oh no, the law. Remember this law, the kill all the Jews? Yes, it still remained. And once this law was done, it could not be undone. Esther had to make a plan. Esther went back again to the king once more to plead and beg that her people be saved. Wow, the wonderful thing and awesome thing that happened is that his heart got turned. The, the king's heart got softened. And then he gave Esther and Mordecai the right to create a new law. So, it said, the new law said, the Jews can defend themselves. That means that on the day that was set by Haman for the, all the Jews to be killed in Persia, the Jews had the right to defend themselves and everything that belongs to them, their children, their belongings, their house, their sheep, their goats, their cows, and everything that they had with them. Perhaps they had cats, who knows, maybe. All right, so um, that was a lovely time for the Jews. After they had that, they went into celebration. They were happy, they were jumping for joy, they jumped and sang. So if you know how to celebrate, maybe you can join me and just do that celebration dance of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can imagine how lovely, how great it was because they were all scared, thinking that they would die. And now they have an opportunity to defend themselves. So two days came, that day came when the law was in effect. That means that the law, the law was now playing for the Jews to be killed. And guess what? The Jews were able to fight back. They fought and all these people who were called to come and kill them and take their children and their families, they were able to fight back with all the swords and the knives they had and they fought and they defended themselves. And they were all spared. So with that, came a wonderful celebration called a festival of Purim that Esther and Mordecai himself, they ordered that every time when the day comes when the law was issued, that all the Jews will gather together again and celebrate the fact, what, uh, the fact that they have been spared and saved from what could have happened to them and their families. So each and every year on the day of Purim, all the Jews gather together again and what they do is they celebrate they break bread they share food they also give the poor uh, all the things that they need how awesome is that even the situation may seem impossible just like the Jews all they knew that they are going to die their children will die their families will die everything will be taken away from them but God came in that impossible situation and he worked through Queen Esther. He softened the heart of the king, King Xerxes, and he also worked along with Mordecai. And guess what? The Jews were able to defend themselves. What do we learn from this story, friends? Is that, wow, God comes through for us. In situations that seem impossible, maybe you know someone who is sick, uh, 
and you know someone who's going through so much pain and headache, they've lost their loved ones, and it seems that the situation is not going to get better. But we've seen with the story that Esther has gone through with all the, uh, the fear that they had with her people, but God came through in the end, and they eventually won, and they were able to save their lives and their children. And so I would like us to pray about this lesson that we have learned. And uh, before we can pray, um, I just want to, to you to get back at home and reflect just for a minute to think about the situation where you saw God working in your life. Or maybe you never paid attention or noticed. But uh, every day what, what we need to do is to celebrate that we are alive and we thank God for what he did for us. So let's just just close our eyes and then we pray about this. Dear God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come and learn about your word, to learn and know that in an impossible situation, in a situation that does not have hope, there is hope because God, you always turn things around for us. So we come before you with thankfulness and a heart of gratitude that even in the times that we are facing, the things that we see happening around us, in our countries, in our families, we come with rest and hope and trusting that you will always turn the situations around for us. We thank you all of this in the name of Jesus. In Christ's name, we thank you, Lord. Amen. Hi, friends again. Just a last recap of our, our memory verse for the last time which is Romans 8, verse 28. It says, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So, we'll be rest assured that our God is always in control. So whenever we come across situations or anything, let's keep on trusting that God is in control. See you next time. Bye.